0: were first alive, you know? You had to suck some tits, your mom's tits. Remember we were talking about her earlier for Mother's Day? How come you can't she don't let you suck her tits no more, dude? The whole idea of the YMCA song is like, hey, you don't want to be around your lady after work, right? So come play ping pong in what's what's fuck? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome into the next episode of Joe Kelly's Psychedelic Experience. What's going on with you, my friend? Your old pal Joe here. it in with you on a motherfucking Monday. How's it going? How's it hanging? Listen, I hope you're doing well. I hope you're doing better than you ever thought you possibly could be doing. And if you're not, hey, that's A-OK. But get your fucking shit together, will you? April's already over. What the fuck happened? It's April 24th. It was just April 1st. And now it's already the twenty-fourth, and there you are sitting there, and not having your fucking shit together. So you might as well fucking do it. You know what I mean? Mother's Day's coming up. Mother's Day. Wouldn't it be nice to go to your ma, on Mother's Day? God willing, you have one. God willing, she you don't hate her because she was fucking mentally unstable when you were a kid and you haven't gotten over it yet. You know. God willing, those great things, and your mother's still on good terms with you. God willing, all right? So you get her a fucking card for Mother's Day, this same goddamn card you get her every fucking year. And your signature's somehow getting worse and worse as the years progress and life goes on. Your handwriting's gotten worse because we don't use it anymore. So every year you write that card to your mother, you put your name in there, it gets worse worse and worse every goddamn year so why not just have your shit together for her go listen here's that same fucking car this is uh without a mom i would not be and oh it's so deep and meaningful you know here's the same fucking car but look look at me ma i got my shit together wouldn't that be nice for her wouldn't that be great But that's, again, if you don't hate your own mother. Which I understand, you know, sometimes you gotta hate your mom. Sometimes they're no good, sometimes they're mean. Uh, You know, but I hope you don't. Anyway. (laughs) Some shows coming up, people. Uh, This Thursday, I'm supposed to be in Napanee, Indiana with my buddy Aaron Weber. He hit me up last night and let me know that it's supposed to be a family-friendly show. I'm not friendly to any families, so I don't know if I'm gonna. What's gonna happen with that show? <laughs> the clean stuff's fine, but then when you bring the family element into it, apparently that means something else. That means even cleaner than clean. That means comedy for children, and I don't think I do that. So we'll see if that show's gonna happen. But we got bigger, better, great shows coming up. The 5th and the 6th, I'll be at the Joint in Little Rock, Arkansas. Those are some new dates for you, my friends in Little Rock. Come through. I'm headlining that. And I'm bringing my buddy, Monty Mitchell, with me. So come on through. Little Rock, Arkansas, the 5th and the 6th. We got Murray, Kentucky on the 19th. We got fucking Paducah on the 20th. Knoxville, the 28th of May. Then in June... 404 Barn Grill in Nashville, the first weekend in June. And then all sorts of stuff coming up. Boston, uh, fucking Seattle, all sorts of places. Tampa, you know, getting out and about later in the year. JoeKellycomedy.com will have all your upcoming dates, my friends. Now that that's all out of the way, now all the hubbubs gone. We made it through the hubbub. Thank God for that. And now we... Let's get into it. How are you, my friend? What did you get into last weekend? Did you have some fun? Did you have a nice, uh, were you 420 blazing? You know what I mean? Were you fucking smoking that fat kush on the old 420? Did you get real fucking high, bro? (laughs) Or did you just get regular high? Because you do it every goddamn day. You know, but that was your, that was your fucking 420. (laughs) Hope it was good. Hope you showed up to your job smelling like weed and your boss is like, hey, buddy, what the fuck going on today? And you should shove it up your asshole, man. It's 420. I'm celebrating, dude. Don't be, uh you know, making me file a harassment report because you don't like me smoking weed while I'm operating heavy, heavy machinery. You know, that's a lawsuit nowadays. That's uh, judgmental, and it's that's just straight harassment, you know? If you're out there trying to drive a fucking forklift, you should be able to be... I mean, most of them are on pills anyway, so why can't you smoke a little bit of weed on a forklift? You show me a forklift driver who isn't on pills, and I'll apologize for what I said. But I'm pretty sure every fork tri- forklift driver there's ever been is a pill head of some kind. So I just think you should be able to smoke weed, you know? Especially on 420, Did 420 drive smoke a little weed drive a forklift. <laughs> I didn't drive a fucking forklift forklift on 420. <clears throat> I did absolutely nothing on 420. I've been chilling, been laying low. Here's something, people. Went to, uh, went to a movie premiere down in Atlanta a couple weeks ago. I don't believe I've checked in with you since then. We shot a movie uh, last year in Atlanta before I moved. And the, we had the premiere a couple weeks ago, I guess now. Fucking fun, dude. It was fun. I mean, it was just kind of a lot of people standing around. But the movie turned out great. I'm real excited for it to be uh, to come out to the masses or whatever it is and whatever whatever context that'll be it'll be released for public viewing sometime here in the fall i think they're waiting to do it around christmas time because it is a, a christmas what the fuck halloween time dude <laughs> it's a slasher movie like an old school 70s style slashers movie came out real good i'm very happy with how it came out so you know it's fucking cool it was a good movie it's called the Blood Mountain Massacre. I'll let you all know when the dates are uh when the release and all that shit's coming out. But it ended out, it ended up coming out pretty cool. So I'm excited for other people to see it. There were fucking it's real dirty, raunchy, a lot of sex, a lot of drugs and murder in the movie, you know. It's like titties and stuff in it. It's pretty cool. That's a good selling point, right? You want to see some tits? Why don't you watch this movie? <laughs> But with that being said, there were there were families at the movie premiere. There were people with their children, you know. I took a picture with a family, with a bunch of youngsters for some reason. They were just like, "Oh, we got to get a picture with you cuz you were in the movie." And it's like, "All right. How old is everybody here?" And it's like, "We're not old." And it's like, "Yeah, it seems like it." So it just gives me some hope that maybe, you know, it depends what kind of family that you're being friendly to, I suppose. Ah, I'm just not gonna be able to do family friendly comedy. <laughs> Can't talk about no weed. Can't talk about nothing. What the fuck are you tell jokes to kids for? You know what I mean? You gotta be what I gotta talk about nothing? family friendly i just i've been thinking about this for fucking 2 days straight now i cannot stop thinking about the fact that it's like oh it's a family friendly show and it's like what is that what does that even mean you know i know what it means it means like fucking you go to fucking elementary school and you show your butt cheeks <laughs> like, you put on some eyeshadow and read some stories while your butt cheeks are hanging out. That's what goes on. So 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 I don't know why my comedy would not fit into the realm of uh wearing eyeshadow with your butt cheeks hanging out and reading stories to children. I think that's pretty I'm uh, pretty family friendly. <laughs> the point is, there were families at that fucking movie who probably had no business being there, but they all seemed they seemed like they had their shit together, you know? They all seemed very level-headed, good people. Fun time. Fun fucking time. I can't wait for the movie premiere to come out, and uh, there was like a red carpet and shit, but I really just kind of avoided that. I avoided the crowd of people, so I, I just went and fucking hung out for a bit, watched a movie, and then hung out for a little bit longer and then left. No hanging out, really. No hanging out for the movie premiere. It was all very overwhelming. It was super overwhelming. There was just people just everywhere. And that I had no, nobody seemed to know what they were doing anyway. So it was just a lot of chaotic energy that I didn't want to be a part of. So I just standed, I stood on the outside and just looked in at the goddamn movie premiere. This has nothing to do with anything. This has nothing to do with anything, I just realized. But... <laughs> I've watched two movies in the past two weeks. It's not something I usually do. I watched the Blood Mountain Massacre, which is the one that we we shot in Atlanta. That was a fun one. Uh, I watched a movie last night, people. I don't know if you've ever seen this one. Terrifier? Are you familiar with Terrifier? Another horror movie. Fucking, I don't know why I started watching it. I think I saw some meme or something like that, where it's it's a very creepy-looking fucking clown. And I was like, "Where's what's this guy up to?" It's a movie called Terrifier. Great fucking movie. Got nothing to do with anything. I'm not sure why the fella is is killing people. His name's Art, by the way, Art the Clown. Uh, I doesn't really set up a motive for why he's doing what he's doing, but he's a uh, a, a mute, I guess. He doesn't talk. He just kind of smiles creepily. And is fucking killing people. And it's pretty neat. It's a pretty neat movie. The murder scenes were pretty interesting. I'll say that. little spoiler alert, people. He fucking takes a goddamn hacksaw. And <laughs> he's got these two ladies in his basement, right? There's some titties in this movie, too. Dude, I don't need much more than a tit in a movie for it to be good, in my opinion fucking great barbed wire is probably the best movie i've ever seen y'all remember that one might be dating myself here in 1998 pamela anderson barbed wire get to see a titty for a half a second dude that was before the internet too that's before that was before the sex tape or right at the same time you know but that was like whoa fucking tit in a movie incredible but this movie terrifier also has titties in the movie <laughs> I fucking I do hate movies love tits though so, you know so what can you do there but he takes a fucking hacksaw he cuts, he cuts a lady clean in half and he starts at her pussy too it's fucking incredible it's fucking it's a gory disgusting filthy movie but fucking awesome at the same time great fucking horror movie don't know why he's doing what he's doing but he's just having fun doing it you know And that hacksawing a lady completely in half when you start at her pussy because she's hanging upside down, that's pretty unique, you know. You see a lot of movies where people, you know, they smash heads with hammers or whatever it is, guns. People love guns in movies, you know. But I certainly have never seen somebody hacksawed in half starting at the pussy. That's pretty neat. (laughs) The tits were there the whole time. It's like, oh, fuck, this is great. (laughs) And then he cuts off another lady's tits and wears them as a disguise, too. It's a great movie filled with tits. (laughs) (laughs) I think we got to bring back more. I think there needs to be more movies with tits in them. I think that's why I stepped out of the game so much. It all became, everything's all family friendly, you know? family fr- family friendly titless movies we don't need that at this point in time in america you know we need things that are going to bring us together and what better to bring us together than fucking fat tits dude that it's always worked it's always worked and for some reason we're turning our backs on a a tested and 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 tried resolution to everything to all of our problems titties more titties More titties in advertisement, more titties in, you know, movies, sports. Sports have gotten rid of all the tits. That's why none of them are any good. That's why we're falling apart at the seams, man. That's why nobody gets along anymore because we're fucking hiding the tits from everybody. It had to have started in the when Janet Jackson, the Super Bowl incident, you know, it's like, oh, no, we saw a tit. It really it was the greatest thing that ever happened in Super Bowl history. But they freaked out and they're like, "Oh no, families saw a titty," and it's like, "Uh, and you know, no one who, who's going to get mad at that? Maybe some guy keeps talking about how great that tit was in front of his wife. Sure, that might cause some, some fucking waves in the relationship, but who really got hurt by seeing Janet Jackson's titty? The American people, at the end of the day, people." That's what it is, the American people. We always pay the price for everything stuff we have nothing to do with, you know. We saw a tit, so what? Well, now it's, now it's your problem because we're not going to put tits anywhere ever, and that ain't fair. And I think it's really, I think it's really showing how much tits mean to us as a society, as a people, as a culture. Think about, think about. Sucking them tits your first, when you were first alive, you know? You had to suck some tits, your mom's tits. Remember we were talking about her earlier for Mother's Day? How come you can't? She don't let you suck her tits no more, dude. I just, are you too good now? Too good for a little tit-sucking, mom? What happened? You used to love me. You used to want to nourish my body with your tits. But now you don't do that. You ain't done it in years. And I just don't feel like we have the same relationship as we used to. Cause you won't let me suck your tits no more. Cause I'm a grown man and you're an old woman, (laughs) but that's no fucking excuse. That's why I'm so unhappy. (laughs) (laughs) Not sucking tits long enough. But I think if we introduce tits back into advertisement and, more movies, I think things would mellow out a little bit. It did seem, people seemed in better spirits when there were a lot more tits going going on, you know, in the movies and stuff. Just, you know, just personal thought there, opinion for you. I think it would. I think tits, bringing them back, bringing them back would save absolutely everything. We'd mellow out. We'd come to our senses, you know. Instead, we hide the tits now. We hide them. Even though they're representations of empowerment, we still hide them, and i'd fucking i'd be I'd let my empowerment show if I were a woman yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have my bare empowerment out all day every day, and just making the world a better place in return, you know be like you know france they love the isn't that where everyone just walks around naked all the time because you don't hear nothing about them starting any shit ever they always seem to be in good spirits wine cheese and titties what are we what have we become america certainly not wine cheese and titties anymore what are we What what is our country now hot cheetos fucking uh uh I don't know. White claw and goddamn no tits. I know that. The complete almost the complete opposite of what's going on in France. Hot Cheetos, fucking white claws and no tits compared to cheese, wine, and fucking tits, dude. <laughs> uh, this is it wasn't I wasn't planning on just talking about tits this whole time, by the way. I just wanted to let you know there was some in the movie I was in and then I watched a movie last night with a couple few titties in it. (laughs) Really big selling point. And now I'm just realizing that there are far less, you know, far less free range tits out there nowadays. Unless you go to like some fucking protest and then it's all, and then it's tits, but it's like, ah, nightmare titties, you know? And not that all titties aren't great because they are. But, you know. (laughs) I think we all know them protest titties are a little bit different. Them titties are angry. You know, you want to see a nice, happy tit. You know, maybe maybe you're at the fucking beach or something like that. Just, oh, a little pop-out fucking wave hits you. Titty pops out. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, that's a happy, sunshiny titty. But then you go to the protest and it's like, oh, I like to fucking kill my babies. <laughs> it's like, oh, great, great. And it's like I'm gonna, I'm gonna show you how much I want. I love killing my babies by showing my tits. By showing my fucking any nipple tits. <laughs> That's a protest titty right there. In in <laughs> Inward nipples for sure. And usually attached. A lot of anger behind that titty. You know. A lot of rage. <laughs> Mostly. Mostly because you want to kill the baby inside your body. Whatever you want to call it inside your body. But you know what I mean. Abortion protest people. Just to make it crystal clear, abortion protesters putting their titties out are not going to be, they're not going to be happy titties. They should just hire somebody to come in and go, listen, we're going to be the voice of this movement. You can be the tits. You know, just, have, just to mellow things out a little bit. Angry titties are not fun. There's just too much weight behind them. You know what I mean? You know what's going to come with a set of angry titties. And it's not going to be good. You're going to end up with bite marks on your ball sack, something like that. I mean, you don't need that kind of shit in your life, you know? But just more tits. We need more tits in life. We need more fucking titses, advertising people, spokespeople. Fuck Aaron Rodgers. Fuck your discount double check. Give me a uh, discount double D check, baby should put fucking whoever the mexican lady is from that one show with al bundy what's her name i want to say fiona apple but that she ain't got that she's got no titties the other one <laughs> it, whatever her name is i said eva Longoria, but that's not right either you guys know who i'm talking about the giant titted mexican lady she might not even be mexican but the one that works with al bundy on that one show that everybody likes modern family that lady put her on the you know doing stuff (laughs) ever selling things talking about fucking you know women's rights and stuff like that i'd be more inclined to pay attention Uh, that's all. Anyway, (laughs) how have you been, my friend? (laughs) What the fuck's been going on with you? What have you been up to with yourself? Are you having fun in life? Are you taking care of yourself? Are you enjoying things? Are things so wildly out of control you have no idea what to do? It's all good, and it's all okay. We'll all make it through day by day, one at a time, you know? That's all we're doing. One day at a motherfucking time. And uh, I've been playing... <clears throat> Excuse me. I've been playing a lot of cards lately, people. Just on the internet, not in person. I don't know uh I don't know of any card rooms around here in Tennessee. And not just like poker, I'm just playing all sorts of different kinds of cards. I love playing cards. Euchre is a great game. Fucking have uh, been playing a lot of spider solitaire too. I'm up to the grand master level, so I'm getting pretty good at it. I'm a grandmaster at Spider Solitaire, everybody. Fucking, uh, I'll give you a moment to fucking calm down. All right. (laughs) And it probably took you back a little bit. It's like, well, Joe's a grandmaster Spider Solitaire player. Yeah, I am. Yeah, as a matter of fact, you guys didn't know that. Fucking, I'm very smart. Very smart. I'm good at fucking life. <laughs> anyway, I just been I haven't been paying attention to any news, any car or anything. I've just been fucking playing cards. People been playing cards and, uh, I don't know. Looking for lessons in cards, I suppose. And it's like, uh, cause sometimes like I'll be playing and I'll go, all oh, this hand sucks. It's not a good hand to have. And, uh, especially in euchre and euchre euchre is like a a team game i guess i'm going to try and explain what this is a lot of people don't know what the fuck euchre is euchre is a big game in michigan similar to spades you play with a partner and you're just trying to take as many tricks as you can so you're basically everybody there's four people everybody throws a card in the middle if it's uh, somebody goes, okay, here's a fucking jack of diamonds. And you go, okay, well, I got the king. And then somebody's got the 10. And then the person's got the ace. The person with the ace wins it. And if the person with the ace is your partner, you guys get a point, all this and that shit. You know what I mean? Uh, but anyway, there's, ideally you want aces, kings, queens. And if, uh, if like hearts is Trump, so hearts will take a trick. Uh, the jacks are the strongest ones. So the jack of hearts is the right bower, and the jack of diamonds would be the left. Those are the two strongest cards during that round. So ideally you want the best hand you could possibly have if hearts are trump would be the jack of hearts, the jack of diamonds, the ace of hearts, the king of hearts, and the queen of hearts. That'd be the strongest hand because you'd win every trick. No one could beat you. So ideally that's something you want. Uh, a lot of times you'll get like three tens and they're all off suits. So you get like the 10 of clubs, the 10 of hearts, and the 10 of diamonds. And then you get two fucking nines too, you know? Nine of diamonds, nine of hearts, something like that. It's a very shitty hand to have. But sometimes you win with that shitty hand, you know? You can play it right and you can still fucking win. So I just think about life in that sense, you know? Because let's be honest, there's a lot of bad hands out there, people. Shit. You might have a bad hand yourself. Might not be that great. You might have felt like you've been dealt a bad hand in life. But as long as you don't get caught up in how bad, you know, you're going to lose either way, people. I hate to break it to you. Even if you got a good hand, you're going to fucking lose at the end of the day, right? You're going to lose. You die. You lost. (laughs) So, just keep that in mind, because in in the meantime, you might as well fucking win with the hand that you got, or at least try to, you know what I mean? You might surprise yourself, you might surprise everybody else, but, uh, you know, and there's always, Euchre's a little bit different because you're playing against other people, but, like, the shit, like the solitaire that I've been playing, the spider solitaire, whatever, there's always a way to win that game. There's always a way. It's never like this game, even if it looks shitty at the beginning, man, because sometimes it's like you get a bunch of cards, you can't move none of them, and you're already fucked up. Now you're already two rows deep of cards, you know? You know Spider Solitaire works, people? You get a line of cards, and you get they flipped over, and then you got to move them and put them on top of each other and try and flip over other cards so you can fucking close them out and all that shit. But sometimes you don't get any, so you can't move nothing. You can't flip it. Very shitty deal up top. But there's always a way to win. You just might have to make some weird moves that don't really make any sense and might go against your uh, immediate intuition. But there's always a fucking way to win that game. Always a way. And it's like, usually, if, if if you end up losing anyway, if you can't make any more plays... It's not that the game was against you. It's not that, you know, it was impossible to win to begin with. It's just like you just fucked up somewhere. That's all happened. You made a mistake somewhere along the line, and now you can't win the game. And rather than accepting any sort of personal responsibility for being in the situation, you blame the fucking game. And the game don't care whether you win or lose anyway. It's going to just be in there. And you could have won. It's not the game's fault that you fucked up and made some bad moves, you know. But the great thing about Spider Solitaire is you can just start a new fucking game. <laughs> you can get a new hand. But life, I guess, doesn't really work that way. You're kind of stuck with the cards you got. But, you know, you could pick up some fucking wins here and there along the way. There's ways to make it work. I think if... What's the fuck? That's a Kenny Rogers song. Fucking every hand's a winner. Every hand's a loser. And it's true. It all depends how you play it. You know? You might get that fucking seven-deuce offsuit, people. The worst starting hand in poker. And you might have to lie to make it seem like it's good, but you can win with that shit. There's always a way to win the game. I just... Uh, yeah, that's I've just been thinking about that while I've been playing cards. And go, there's it's it's uh, I don't know, clarifying to life in some ways, instead of uh, holding on to bitterness and hatred and the "woe is me" aspect that uh, that we can all find ourselves in. I'm not perfect. I'm not any better. You know, blame the certainly will blame the world for my problems from time to time. Get caught up in my own bullshit and my own ego. I think we all do that, but, uh, you know, you feel like the world's against you. Chips are stacked, all that shit. Say, well, welcome. Everyone's got good hands, but me. It's like, well, you'll figure it out or you won't, you know, but, uh, yeah, figure it out. Fucking figure it out for yourself. You might have a shit fucking hand, but so what? So does everybody else. Make it work somehow. You might have to be savvy. You might have to lie. You might have to cheat. You might have to steal. A little Eddie Guerrero style. But you fucking make it work somehow. I mean, if you cheat and steal, there's a good chance somebody will fucking shoot you in the back of the head at the card table. So keep that in mind. But lying's okay. Lying's a part of cards, you see. A lot of dishonesty going on in the world of playing cards. So... I think that's life too, you know? <laughs> but in cards, it's like lying is expected. So maybe that's uh, maybe that's how people operate in the business world too. That's why people don't, if you're a good business person, I don't think you take things too personally, especially when people sort of betray you or are dishonest because it's expected. It's in the rules of the game that like, yeah, you someone's lying here. It's probably both of us, but... Who's going to lie a little bit better? And then you sign a big fucking multi-million dollar deal. You know, the company goes under, but you're insured by the fucking federal government or whatever it is. They bail you out. Yeah, I'll be fine. You know? (laughs) I don't even know what the fuck that really was there, people. But, uh, yeah, that's what's going on with me this Monday. Just been chilling, laying low this week. You know, did the movie premiere a couple of weeks ago. Uh, we did a show this past weekend. Uh, the young the young fella, Cam Shepard, young comic here in Nashville. Good kid. It was his first show. He sold it out. Very proud. Very happy for him. He's a little squirrely. But uh, he seems to have his head in the right place, dude. I like that kid, so. And that's been it. Checking with you. It's early Monday morning, people. This one's live. This one's fresh. This one's coming straight from the fucking Monday morning to you, you know? This is being recorded very early in the morning on a Monday. But I didn't, uh, you know, I want to make it authentic. If I want to put it out on a Monday, I'll fucking record it on a Monday. I'd never, probably never again, but just this week. I was like, I can get up early I'm gonna get a YMCA membership here, people. I got to, I got to start getting out of the house a little bit more. Fucking going swimming, sitting in a sauna, shit like that. So, I'm just hoping that there isn't. I hope might, I don't run into a lot of gay sex going on at the uh, locker rooms of the YMCA. Because really, all I know about the YMCA is uh, that song where the gay people expose the YMCA for being a place where you can make love to other men so that's not really why i'm getting my membership i'm going because i'd like to go swimming that's pretty much it and the sauna and uh yeah there's a couple other things i like a little bit of racquetball basketball too but i just want to address that like i know that people are like do they butt fuck at the ymca quite a bit from what i've heard From what I've heard, I've never experienced it. I've never seen it. I used to go to the Y a lot when I was uh, a youngster. I'd go with my dad. I'd play racquetball while he lifted weights. And then he'd come play racquetball with me. But uh, (laughs) there wasn't any gay sex then. Although I'm sure I was more desirable at that point in time at the YMCA, you know, because I was younger. And now it's like... You know, old, old gay guys don't want to fuck a, you know, a 35 year old guy at the Y. They won't, you know, we all know what they want to do. (laughs) We all know what's really going on. We all know what's their fucking uh, in their market, their wheelhouse. We know what they're looking for. You know, it's definitely not me. At least not at the Y. Maybe out in the regular, in the regular world. You know, but I don't think I'm the I don't think I'm the type of person that gay guys want at the YMCA. But I just well, I just wanted to, you know, I just wanted to make it clear that I'm not going there for it's not because it's like, oh, you're going to the Y. Why don't you just go to Crunch Fitness, Joe? And it's like, well, I, they don't have the gay sex. That's not why I'm choosing the Y over a great thing like uh, Crunch Fitness or, you know, Anytime Fitness. they has got more stuff at the Y and including the ass-fucking, but that's aside. That's not why I'm going. I'm going for the swimming pool. There's basketball hoops, too. I do like shooting a little bit of hoops from time to time. Y'all don't know about that, but Your boy Joe's a bit of a hooper. he would like to say that. I will certainly say that. And not a lot of, <clears throat> I feel like the gay guys just hang out in the locker room. And it's not too far from my house, so I don't plan on, like, you know, spreading my asshole or anything while I'm in the locker room. I'll just come home and do that. Because that's how I get mine dry. I I usually, I got deep, I got a deep asshole. Like, I got a lot of cheek going on here. I don't know if you guys have this problem. So when I shower, like, I really got to, like, I got to, like, open my ass up for it to dry out. I don't know if you guys have that problem, but I usually get down on all fours. I tuck my head underneath like a fire drill kind of sort of thing and just, you know, just let my asshole air out so it can get dry because if it doesn't get dry, it just stays a little bit damp and then it's all like musty and it's gets a little bit smelly and uh, you know, and then like nice ladies don't want to eat your ass if it's like that. Some will still do it. The good ones will do it, but not the nice ones, you know. The nice ones, they don't want to eat your musty asshole. The good ones, they do. They love it. The good women love it. But, you know, I'm looking for a nice lady. <laughs> <laughs> looking for a nice lady at the YMCA and not all the old gay guys who are just sit in the locker room with their dicks out going, who's going to... You guys want to get in the sauna? <laughs> and that's what they do and then they talk to you and it's like I don't like being talked to when someone's dicks out. I don't even like talking with my dicks out, really. I will, I'll have a conversation if it's like required, if it's like job interview or something like that. If we're in the middle of a conversation and my dick falls out, I'll keep talking. But I don't like it, you know. I certainly don't enjoy having conversations with my dick out in the air like that. But it is what it is. If y'all, you know, hey, fucking join your YMCA. (laughs) They got a lot of good stuff going on down there. (laughs) And on top of that, plenty of gay sex too. According to that song, I'm not basing this off of anything other than the one song that they have where it's like, the the young men are at the YMCA and we butt fuck them every day. Something like that, right? I'm pretty sure that's the lyrics to that song, and if those aren't the exact lyrics, it's all implied. the, the whole idea of the y m c a song is like, hey, you don't want to be around your lady after work, right? so come play ping pong in what's what's fuck <laughs> What's better than your wife and family fucking playing ping pong and fucking fucking your buddy Ron. <laughs> It all goes back to anything, anything that men do alone. It's because it's they're having, they're, they're having gay sex with each other. <laughs> That's what it all comes down to ladies. Anytime, anytime we're doing anything with our buddies. Oh, it's a dude. We're going to work out. It's like, yeah, I bet you are. I bet you are going to do some crunches on that knob is what you're going to do there fucking frank and then you're gonna go to church on sunday and pretend you don't suck fucking ron's dick at the y every day come on brother come on brother just be out in the open about it you can't be a chairman anymore at the church but you can still be around just let everyone know you're sucking ron off at the fucking ymca it's okay it's okay a lot of churches are cool with it now you know a lot of godless churches are cool with that type of behavior <laughs> Those churches, you know, they love the gays. Hate God, but love the gays. <laughs> ah, it's ah, <that's> fun. <laughs> anyway, listen, let's get you the animal video clip of the week and get you on your way, people. I think we've uh I think we put some time in today, you know, had a little bit of fun this Monday, did some rambling. I'm still back on the reefer if you couldn't tell. Been 420 blazing myself, dude. Oh yeah, dude, every day's fucking 420 when you're fucking cool and you don't have a job. <laughs> <laughs> every day's 420, man. It's like well, maybe you should take a day off. <laughs> nah, live your life. Anyway. Animal video clip of the week. This one brought to you by World Star Hip Hop. Check out worldstarhiphop.com people. It's a great website. They're not sponsoring the podcast. I don't know why I did that. Just for fun. Just trying to have a little bit of fun. Uh this video is from World Star. Great fucking animal video clip of the week people. Uh this it's neat, cool, pretty anticlimactic, but uh it's uh is it I believe it's a tiger. It's a tiger. And a boar and an alligator, people. What could possibly go wrong in this situation? Well, the fucking tiger is uh, latched onto this boar's neck and trying to, you know, he's trying to wrangle it down, kill it probably so it can eat it, maybe feed its family. And uh, while it's having a little tussle with this boar, you know, the boar's losing for sure. It's not looking good for the boar. An alligator creeps into the picture. Coming from behind the tiger. So the tiger's busy away. Busy away. Busy. (laughs) Busy fucking trying to kill this boar. Alligator sneaks up behind it. Alligator tries to fucking kill the tiger. So now we got a whole kerfuffle, a human centipede of chaos going on right now. Where the alligator is trying to kill the tiger, who is trying to kill the boar. But tiger, dude, he'd fucking... UFC fucking jiu body control. Like somehow alligator lunges to bite the tiger. Tiger like fucking puts his weight into his front legs and sh- like flips the back of his body to the other side of the boar. All while holding on to its neck, by the way. Some real fucking Gracie jujitsu type stuff going on. You know what I mean, people? Fucking incredible. Fucking flips to the other side of the boar, locks eyes with the alligator. The alligator says, oh, shit, bro. And the tiger goes, you fucked up. And it just picks up the boar and leaves. Don't know if it finishes eating it, but it's pretty cool. It is a pretty neat fucking video. The tiger didn't kill no people, which I wish that would have happened. Don't we all wish that would have happened? But it didn't. It just ate a pig. It ate a big fat pig while a fucking old dinosaur tried to kill it. It was a giant cat eating a big fat pig while an old dinosaur tried to spoil the party. More or less. More or less. That's what it breaks down to, right? Crazy giant cat eating a big fat aggressive pig and an old fucking dinosaur. An old ancient Grandpa Dinosaur comes in and is like, what are you you kids doing up there? You got a little something left for me there? If he would have fucking befriended the tiger, they probably could have ate the boar together. But instead, he tried to attack the tiger. Thus, uh, really putting a damper on any type of friendship they would form. You know? So, a couple of loners in the end, all because they couldn't figure it out while they had the chance. Thanks for checking out the podcast this week, people. Hope we had a little bit of fun. Real quick, hey, Round Barn, do you have a family? Are you family-friendly? Come to Napanee, Indiana this Thursday, April 27th, where I'll be opening for my buddy Aaron Weber, doing family-friendly comedy. And definitely, definitely not losing any self-respect for myself. So you'd be able to come see that. Come see me not lose self-respect this Thursday in Napanee, Indiana. (laughs) Come see me keep it together real well and not question everything I'm doing in my life up to this point. This Thursday, April 27th, Napanee, Indiana, the Round Barn Theater. Come see me really have a grasp of where my comedy career is going and what I've been doing for the past 10 years this Thursday at the Round Barn Theater in Napanee, Indiana as I'm doing family-friendly comedy come see me this Thursday April 27th doing family-friendly comedy in Napanee, Indiana and definitely and definitely not not contemplating ending my own existence, that wouldn't be a thing. Come see me feel great about the choices I've made in life this Thursday, April 27th in Napanee, Indiana at the Round Barn Theater for some friendly, family-friendly comedy, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> the 5th and the 6th of May, I'll be in Little Rock, Arkansas at the joint with my good buddy, Monty Mitchell. He's coming with me. Murray, Kentucky, the 19th. Paducah, the 20th. Knoxville, May 28th. Also, all sorts of shit coming up later in the year. So go to joekellycomedy.com, get yourself some comedy dates, and fucking have some fun, all right? Thanks once again for checking out the podcast this week, everybody. Hope we had a little bit of fun, you know? This was up, it was down, it's life in general. It ain't all gonna be smooth. (laughs) Anyway. Do me a favor before you get out of here, my friend. Take care of yourself and take care of somebody else. And I'll catch you around real fucking soon. All right. Later, you bad motherfucker.